are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producer shop talk where we're refining and redefining the sales game today i brought in two experts mr todd tams and mr kevin ring to talk about one of the most easy to read documents in the insurance world not if you've never read it before, the workers' comp mod worksheet. And the thing that's crazy, this is like anything else in life. It's amazing how the human brain is wired. It's complicated because we believe it's complicated. Once you learn how to read the thing and you understand the code, like the code behind it, you're done. Like I can't ever look at a mod worksheet now and not be able to read it anymore because I understand how to read it and what everything means. But I think for my peer group, that's not always the case. And I can remember a time early in my career when I would look at that thing and just be like, did I make a bad decision going into insurance? If this is the kind of stuff I'm going to have to know, my gosh, it took me three times to get through accounting for crying out loud. And here we are putting ourselves into complex math uh, situations. So why does it get a bad rap, Kevin? Well, it's very easy to give a bad rap to something we don't understand. Now, I will say that an NCCI worksheet looks like a children's reading book compared to the New Jersey worksheet, right? Which is like, you know, reading War and Peace or, you know, Chaucer or something. I mean, there, there's certainly levels of complexity and frustration when it comes to you know, how difficult it is. But the first thing is, is agents have to actually see the worksheet. And too many agents will just say, oh, well, the mod is this, you know, and they never actually look at the worksheet. Because when you look at the worksheet, the first thing you, know, you want to determine is what is the minimum mod? This is something... Todd software can tell you, you know, incredibly simply on an NCCI worksheet, you just need two numbers. You need the stabilizing value and then you need the, the total in box K. You divide the stabilizing value by the total in box K and you get the, uh, the minimum mod. In California, they put the minimum mod in the bottom left-hand corner of every worksheet. You don't have to do, uh, you don't have to do any math. But what's the, the thing I find most helpful for people who are first getting acquainted with the mod worksheet is to understand, and this is true across rating bureaus and, and worksheet formats, is that all the numbers that you need to look at are labeled. They all have letters that are assigned to them. 
And if you start to see those letters and then eventually they'll show you the math, you can start to uh, to follow those things through and understand uh, where everything is is coming from. But, you know, it's, you know, I, it's certainly true that the mod, there's no mod worksheet that was explicitly designed for a human to read and, and understand it. You know, it's really all down to, to the computers. But, you know, like you're saying, David, once, once you kind of understand what the inputs are, it's not, it's not that hard to get your head around what's happening. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I'm new, never seen a mod worksheet before. Todd Tams, what's the first thing you're going to look at? The first thing I'm going to look at on a mod worksheet, a payroll. Aside from the mod. Yeah, aside from the mod. Aside from the mod. I mean, the mod worksheets, there's, there's only a couple things on it. Payroll, actual losses, and then the calculation. Uh, it's going to tell you the story of what has happened with that particular business over the past three years. It's also going to tell you the premium in most states that they've been paying if you want to, you know, if that's what you're specifically going after or that's what you're targeting. Right. Well, and in that information, I mean, for example, a worksheet that I was looking at yesterday, this is a company with the 175 mod. They happen to be in California, but for the purposes of, of this, it's, that's irrelevant. As you look at that, that injury information, those actual losses. And the first thing that caught my eye was in the oldest year on the worksheet, about a third of those injuries were still open. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that, that should almost never happen. And these were not mid six figure injuries that were clearly difficult and probably contentious, even if we didn't have the loss runs to know more about what was happening. And, so when you see these, these open claims, we like to talk about them as, as unresolved injuries. Well, the, the likely reason that those things are hanging out there three years out is that the employer doesn't have a super effective method for managing employee injuries. The same thing when you understand the injury codes, the most important thing to know I think it's in every state. I could be wrong. There may be one or two states that don't use the same basic injury code format, but I think it's every state. Injury code six is medical only. And based on NCCI's data, about 75% of all employee injuries are medical only. And when I see a business and they, they don't exceed that 75% threshold, then again, I'm, I immediately assume that they don't have an effective method for getting people back to work after an injury. And as a producer, it opens up a, a whole line of questioning to get to the bottom of what exactly they're doing. So, you know, a great question to ask is when someone gets injured here, what happens? <laughs> right. And, and it's one of my right, favorites. So you, no, I'm yeah. seriously. And, and that, that it's impossible for them to answer that question in a way that isn't useful to you as a salesperson, because they might just kind of throw up their hands. Like, well, we tell them to go to the doctor. What are we supposed to do? 
uh, <laughs> all the way to they may actually be sophisticated and have have a real process. But more often than not, you're going. The answer to that question is going to reveal the overall lack of process. And we talked about. I know we talked about this in one of our prior conversations. Is that you know a lack of process and a lack of control is what is plaguing most employers' workers' comp programs. Even if at this exact moment they appear to be performing pretty well, they're only performing well because that's they they've just hit a hit a hot streak. It's not because of any intentional decisions or processes that they're following. And so when you can expose that lack of process and lack of control and illustrate for them how it could be better, which is where you get into what, what Todd, Todd software can do where, well, if, if this individual, instead of them being out for three weeks and triggering, you know, in, in, I think Iowa has a seven day waiting period, the same way that Florida does, you know, instead of them collecting two weeks of indemnity payments, you would, could have kept this medical only. Your experience mod could have been this much lower. And how would that have impacted your business? And that's, that's a really powerful thing to show them because then it gets them into this idea of actually doing that work. So let's, well, I, I, love, I love where this conversation is going. I think we need to talk, we need to be a realist here. Small accounts, maybe less than $10,000 or $15,000 in workers' compensation premium. The conversations in the mod worksheet dissection don't really seem to resonate with them, especially if they don't have any work comp claims. And if they do have any work comp claims, the pain of a mod going from a 0.8 to a 1.3 might cost them two or $3,000 a year on the work comp, and they're not going to change their entire risk management or safety program or lack of safety program just because an agent walks in the door and says, hey, I think you need to do these things. I, I, my experience has been those small accounts, they don't see the value. You scale that up a little bit, you know, now you've got somebody paying $100,000, $300,000 in workers' compensation, and you see those number five claims, you see those number six claims, you see the impact that that's having on their experience mod, and you can tie that back to bottom line premium increases for that client. Now we're talking some real money here. No client who has no problem is going to take any action when they don't perceive that they have a problem at all. And that goes, that goes back to why I don't play in small business, you know, intentionally, right? It, it just doesn't make sense. There's, there's so much that you have to do to try and convince people there's a problem that you know exists that they just don't perceive that I'm not willing to do that. I get, my problem is I get pissed. Like I, I, I I've can never go known out you to write. get pissed. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about this, man. This is what I always have a hard time reconciling. This is why I don't like personal lines personally. You know, I've got people in my agency who do a really good job with it. I, it's just not something I'm going to do. When you have the ability to go out and write accounts that are going to pay you a substantial amount of money because you know what you're doing, you have a good skill set, you know how to articulate that at the point of sale – why are you wasting that on people who don't appreciate it, right? It's like having the hot girlfriend and you spend all this money because she's high maintenance and you take her everywhere and all of that. But at the end of the day, sometimes maybe you settle for an eight or a nine instead of the 10 because the eight or the nine is more functional, right? 
I get a better return on my investment. It's just that's just the way that it is. I could tell a, a ten all the reasons why she should value me and all the things that I do for her and all of the extra things that are going to come as a result of a relationship with me. It's no different than talking to a small business account about all of the things we do in my firm. It's just not going to register. They don't care. Well, I mean that that goes. I mean, and that that's a a broad point. I, I agree with what both of you were saying that you know there's there's a a threshold at which, and this threshold varies slightly depending on your market area and, and what state you're in, but you know, businesses have to get to the point where there's enough money at risk that they're going to be interested. You know, I, I like to, I like to play poker, but when I go to Las Vegas, I'm, I'm not sitting down at a table where I need to put $10,000 on the table. That doesn't, that doesn't interest me. But when you play poker at those low stakes, you know, the people at the table may or may not know how to play poker well, but they don't give a crap because there's no actual like meaningful mm -hmm. money. Now you sit down at a table yeah, where same, same with blackjack. I can tell you a hundred percent with blackjack, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's probably actually more applicable because that's the one game that they give you the card that tells you exactly what you should do every single time on every single hand when you walk into the casino and nobody follows right. it. Here's a fun fact, people. I play blackjack. It's my favorite game. I memorized the card. I follow the card. I only do what the card tells me to do. And guess what? I win more than I lose when I go to the casino as a result. You know when I don't win? When some idiot that doesn't know what the card says you're supposed to do sits down and splits tens. Right. And, and you know. We, you're not supposed to do that? <laughs> we split aces. You know, what you can't. And, and on the flip side of that, even, even when the premium is high, you know. Uh, Preston taught me this. I'm sure it's not even his cliche, but like you can't, uh, you can't let the the sweet smell of the premium overwhelm the stench of the account. You know it, and you know sometimes That's even line. even the the large accounts. Uh, and I remember hearing this a ton in the early 2000s. And David, you're in you're in Florida. I mean, you remember the the construction boom that was happening, and there's a construction boom happening now. And I, we would hear agents saying. You know, these people are making so much money, they just, they don't care. And ultimately it came back to bite them in the rear end when 2008 happened. But, you know, you have to find people that care about what you're capable of doing because otherwise you're going to make yourself miserable trying to help fix things because, I mean, we talked about classifications. As an agent, can you get the risk classified properly? Yes. You can do that. Can you do all of the work to make sure that the employer is keeping records about exactly where the individual humans in their business should be classified? Probably not. You know, can you be there every single day to make sure that you know, they're doing the work the way they should be and doing it safely and following all the rules? No, that's not, that's not your, your role. You have to find a business that that values you and is going to take your advice. Otherwise you're just going to beat your head against the wall and eventually you're going to lose them because they don't care about, about what you're doing anyway. So to your point, if we go back to the worksheet and I'm prospecting on clients and they buy into my value proposition and what we're going to do, there better be some information that they're willing to provide me. And the mod worksheet is just one component of that. Mm -hmm. 
We're also going to want loss runs. We're going to want loss runs for the last five years. And I'm probably going to want the last few years premium audits. And all of those pieces together will allow me to do my job thoroughly to look and see what's happened on their experience mod worksheet, what claims are going on and off, are claims being reserved the right way, are audits being performed the right way. You know, if I'm looking at an experience mod worksheet and I see one carpentry class code or a manufacturing salesperson clerical class code, I guarantee there's probably some people that are misclassified in those. But until I have the audit and the payroll records, I can't do my job to break that out and show the value to that client or that prospect on what they're potentially overpaying. And I can't model what the impact to their mod would be without that information also. Right. And so as we go back, this is not for your 10, 15, $20,000 workers compensation account. I see some people that come inside mod advisor and they want to make an impact, you know, on these small premium accounts you just can't get there. You got to play with the now, accounts I think that swing me, a big premium. I, I, yeah. I don't want to speak for everybody else, but for me, Usually where I've seen the ability to start delivering some level of value in exchange for some level of success, it's typically around 50 grand in premium. If you can get to 50 and somebody's got a 20 point swing, now you're talking about $10,000. That rings a little different than 2,500. And let's also make the conversation not about <laughs> go back to the beginning agents or where I probably started my career. You go back, you copy somebody else's workers' compensation policy information, you don't do your analysis, you don't dig in, and you're only competing on price. Where the true professionals come in and those who have spent the time educating themselves at the Institute, at NCCI, about you know the sales class that David puts on, now they're able to go in and have a much different story about why are you overpaying? Why is this misclassified? I can go out to the market and quote you, but that's not what you need here. We need to fix some underlying problems that's going to make a positive impact on your experience mod and make you look better to the marketplace than how you look today. And that's going to translate into meaningful dollars. If you're here to quote premium to premium that I'm not your guy. Right. And we have, yeah, no. we have a, a whole PowerPoints. It's 20, 20 problems bidding and quoting doesn't solve. And I, and I sure that you guys have had these same conversations. You can't talk to an insurance agent. And there, none of us will get on the phone with an insurance agent who will willingly tell you that they sell on price. But we no, know yeah. <laughs> that that is not an accurate representation of the number of people that sell on price. It's the same thing, you know, how many agency websites say they give great service. Well, no one says they give mediocre service, but we also don't define what what good service actually means. Does that mean we answer the phone? Okay. Well, I think most agencies do a pretty good job with that. Does it, does it mean we actually provide competent advice and, and complete coverage to your business? I, not in a lot of cases. Um, one thing I wanted to add to what Todd said, when you're collecting all of that information, when you get multiple years of mod worksheets, another thing to look for is are there any policies on those mod worksheets with effective dates that don't match up with what you expect? Did they have their policy canceled and rewritten midterm at some point in the past? Have they been involved in, in wrap-up projects, which will show up as separate policy terms? You know, there's so much information on that worksheet because you know, people will cancel their policies midterm because someone comes in and says, oh, I can get you a better rate without knowing that they just 
you know, punched themselves in the gut and hung those, you know, some injuries on their mod for longer than they should have been. That's the, that's the January 1st play, right? Hey, race just dropped. Race just dropped in your state January 1. Let me cancel and rewrite you midterm. And I'm going to, it screws them. It screws that business every single time, every single time. Cause now you've got a short rate policy period that swings a bigger mod rate. Right. And I mean, and I, could, and I, I would argue that, I mean, I could, I could show you some illustrations where it's the, the impact is relatively neutral, but what I would say is that I don't want to put a number on it. The vast majority of the time, the employer is not given the complete information about what they need to know to make an effective decision about whether or not changing their effective date is a good idea. You know, it's, I talked to an agent yesterday about who was about to do a cancel rewrite, but wanted to know, you know, what the cancellation penalty was going to be because he was going to save these folks some money, but was the cancellation penalty going to, you know, overwhelm that we didn't even get into talking about the impact on their experience mod. And if you, if you do that cancel rewrite midterm and the employer doesn't understand the impact, then it doesn't take a skilled agent. I've seen agents come in and say, well, you know that when you do a cancel rewrite, it just puts an extra year on your mod and that's really bad. Well, if that, that may or may not be the case, depending on the specifics of the situation, which are far too voluminous and, and detailed to get into here. But if you're doing that cancel rewrite and you haven't notified your client of exactly what the impact is going to be, good, bad, or indifferent, then you're opening yourself up to to unskilled competition making you look bad. So, so to your point, if I'm an agent who knows what I'm doing and I'm competing with the young agent who's in there or the new agent that only wants to quote on price, that wants to cancel and move somebody midterm, my conversation with that business is going to go, well, let's run that analysis. NCCAI has a 42-month period where we look back between 21 and 57 months. And so let's calculate that out and see what that actually looks like for your company. And we're going to blow away the agent that just wants to move somebody on price. Mm -hmm. Have the knowledge, have the expertise. And I know you know what I'm talking about. And I know Carruthers knows what I'm talking about. And I know that we built a logic into ModAdvisor to even to specifically calculate how that works. But there are formulas and rules and switching midterm may not always be in the best interest of, of that business, depending upon the claim load that they've had. And you really have to model that out if you're going to be a true professional and you're going to do the right thing for that client. I understand that we're all pressured to write business, but at the end of the day, doing the right thing will serve you farther in this industry than trying to make a few quick bucks the wrong way. Here's what I took from that whole thing. People, if you want to learn technical workers' compensation stuff, probably want to go with the guy that uses words like voluminous as <laughs> modifiers when they're talking, right? <laughs> I mean, holy cow. But I mean, again, nothing in this conversation is rocket science or new. I'm going to give you guys five things that you can do to make an immediate impact in your agencies right now before we wrap this episode up and we all start our new year. Ask these three questions when you walk into a prospect account. Tell me about your accident reporting procedures. Tell me about your incident reporting procedures. And tell me what happens when somebody gets hurt, right? In addition to, 
Accidents, bodily injury, or property damage has occurred. Incident, bodily injury, or property damage has not occurred, but could have. It was a near miss, right? You learn just as much from monitoring near misses as you do from things that actually happen. That's why when I do mod audits, I look at every single claim on the mod worksheet because I'm looking for trends that I can pick up on as I'm entering information in. Period. Number four, if you don't know how to do a mod audit, you should. That's why you need to talk to Mr. Todd Tams and Mod Advisor for his very easy to use software, which also has a learning center attached to it that will teach you not only the mechanics of how to use it, but how to sell with it. And then number five, I'm saving the best for last, the best two for last. Make a commitment to make yourself better. Sharpen the saw. No better way to do that than through the Institute of Work Comp Professionals in Asheville, North Carolina with Kevin and his band of merry work comp people up there. They can learn you. That's how we say it in the South. You can learn how to do this stuff and drive massive change in your book. Look, people look at this stuff and they think it's boring, right? Oh, it's boring to know all of that. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to sum up the insurance industry at large with one comment. The process is never sexy, but the paychecks always are. That's what you have to remember. And if you want to get the paycheck, you're going to have to get a little bit dirty. It's just the way that it works. Listen, guys, I really appreciate you coming on, Kevin. As always, thank you so much for supporting us and coming on to share your wealth of, of knowledge. And Mr. Tams, thanks for showing up. Happy to be here. Thanks, David. It's a thanks, pleasure. Kevin. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Thank you for Thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge too, Mr. Tams. It's always appreciated. Everybody, I hope you have a great new year and that you've enjoyed these episodes of Shop Talk. Make sure you reach out to Todd and Kevin if you want to take your game to the next level. And if there are other topics you would like to see us drill down on for four to six sessions, please feel free to reach out. And while you're doing it, leave us a review and let us know how much you love us. Everybody have a great weekend. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes